balancing subsidies and profit-making in the energy industry. This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. A World Bank study entitled Making Power Affordable for Africa and Viable for Its Utilities recommends sharing the initial cost of connection across all energy users, including large and medium-sized firms, as a way of taking away the burden of upfront connection costs for poor households. Samuel Seboa, Project Coordinator, African Forum for Utility Regulators, joins us for this episode. How feasible is sharing of costs or even holding back profits in the energy industry when considering total connectivity, especially in the mini-grid sector? Actually, um, that's something that's new. It's being brought in from uh, the more developed world. It's something, it, it has to do with the price elasticity. There's that whole debate. And it, it can make sense to them, but does it make sense to the, to the regulators on the African continent yet? That's something that we are still debating. So that's something that's still up in the air. And we're not yet certain, is this something that we should put in our tool? Is it something that the African continent is ready for? Because ideally, what most people don't understand is that with mini-grids, um, it, it, it's a long-term investment. It's not these short-term investments. And that's a major challenge that is being faced, that I, a mini-grid developer, will come in thinking, I'm going to get my money in four years. The ideal number of years to get your money for mini-grids, you start around year eight, year nine. So that's why you see that it's ideal for someone to say, okay, I'll start really making profits in year nine. That's when you can start considering that. And that this is something that's still being debated greatly by the PSC, by the technical group, by all the members. It's something they're not yet sure of. And it's also a relatively new uh, it, it's a new development brought about by uh, by development partners in in the world. Uh, you could say outside of Africa, the developed world, Europe, and uh, North America, etc. Yeah. When we talk subsidies, how important are they on the African continent? Why there's a very big argument for subsidies is that you want to make energy affordable. It's uh, if they were to charge you the actual price of energy, believe you me, not very many people would be able to afford it. But if you have a subsidy, the subsidy can come from, let's say, a donor. It can come from the government itself, which is what the Ugandan government does. They subsidize the power for Ugandans. If you can do that, it means that you're making energy a lot more affordable. And that's, that's the whole point of energy. Energy is something that should be accessed by, by the lowest caste of people in society. Because if you, without a subsidy, believe you me, it's energy is too expensive. And I think you've seen it in certain places where you pass and you see the main grid is there. The house is right there below the main grid, but they are not touching it. Why aren't they touching it? They can't afford it. The reason they can't afford it, it might be too expensive for them. If you subsidize that, person X will be able to say, okay, let me get power. I can get power. It's not so expensive. And that's the challenge that most people don't know that without subsidies, energy becomes too expensive for people out there. What's the subsidies picture in Africa? Across Africa, it's uh, some countries have it. 
at different levels, at very differing levels, other countries do not. And this is also something that we, we are trying to get the regulators to understand that as long as you want the tariff not to be high, you have to ensure that there's a subsidy plan in place. There's a way that you're going to compensate the developer. Even if the developer is the main grid, you have to compensate them because at the end of the day, it, it's still a business. It has to, even if it's not making profit, it has to at least be breaking even where costs are equal to, to, to the revenue. So that's something that has, it's up and down <laughs> on the continent. The, the figures are, are quite numerous. They're there, but they're quite numerous. Different countries have different subsidies. That was Samuel Seboa, Project Coordinator, African Forum for Utility Regulators. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The Central Bank of Egypt has announced new import rules which require importers to use letters of credit, also known as documentary credit in international trade transactions. These letters, which are to be acquired from local banks, provide exporters in trade partner countries with a guarantee that payment will be received. In other words, banks become underwriters for transactions. Letters of credit have become popular payment mechanisms across the globe as they mitigate some of the risk that may arise in cross-border transactions. The move to letters of credit, which is set to begin in March, has received backlash from traders who say the requirement will exacerbate supply chain issues, increase production costs and delay imports of medical supplies, presenting a direct threat to citizens' health and safety. Banks may also be hesitant to assume risks of SMEs operating in the informal economy. The annual inflation rate in Senegal accelerated to 5.5% in January of 2022 from 3.8% in the previous month. That was the highest rate since October of 2008, mainly pushed up by prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages of which fresh products, restaurants and hotels remained at the same pace as in December. On the other hand, costs fell farther for communication. On a monthly basis, consumer prices edged up 0.3%, following a 0.1% uptake in the previous month. Meanwhile, Senegal's industrial production fell by 5.5% year-on-year in December of 2021 after a 7.1% expansion in the previous month. It's the first contraction in industrial output since June of 2020, dragged down by manufacturing and mining and quarrying. However, the output rose for environmental industries at 126.9% and electricity, gas and water at 13.6%, considering full 2021 industrial production jumped 17.2%. New analysis suggests that 74% of all money made through ransomware attacks in 2021 went to Russia-linked hackers. Researchers say more than $400 million worth of cryptocurrency payments went to groups highly uh, likely to be affiliated with Russia. Russia has denied accusations that it is harboring cyber criminals. Researchers also claim a huge amount of cryptocurrency-based money laundering goes through Russian crypto companies. Chainalysis, which carried out the research, said it was able to follow the flow of money to and from the digital wallets of known hacking groups using public blockchain transaction records. And analysts say that they know which hacking groups are Russian because they display various characteristics. For example, the ransomware code is written to prevent it from damaging files if it detects the victim's computers are located in Russia or a CIS country. 
And a quick look at the markets. Brand crude futures extended losses to more than 2% to around $91 per barrel and were headed for the first weekly decline since the second week of December as the prospect of Iranian oil returning to the market outweighed fears of possible supply disruptions from the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Reuters reported that a deal to revive the 2015 Iran nuclear deal is taking shape with a draft accord outlining a sequence of steps that would eventually lead to granting waivers on oil transactions and bring about 1 million barrels a day of oil back to the market. Meanwhile, investors remain at the mercy of a volatile and tense standoff in Ukraine. Analysts expect oil to hold in the $90 to $100 per barrel range despite a potential return of Iranian oil exports as geopolitical uncertainties and a tight global market driven by capacity constraints and demand recovery continue to keep energy prices elevated. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With the Dong. <laughs>